Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a human design and health coach, and this little piece of the field is here to support you in your journey to understanding and regulating your emotions, to help you remember who you are, to ground into your knowing, and to support you in all things spiritual, emotional, and health. I bring some beautiful souls to share their story with you, and my goal is to have conversations that are supportive of wherever you find yourself in your journey. This podcast really started as a space to use my voice, and over the years, it's become so much more. Thank you so much for being here and for all of your support. I love you all. Now enjoy the episode. All right. I'm attempting to record this while my son is in the shower. There's a lot of background noise, so if you can hear any of it, I kind of tested the audio sounded all right. So we're going to try it out because I just recorded the episode. And so all of the intro stuff is just fresh in my mind of what I want to talk about. So where do we start? I want to talk about emotions and kind of, of course, always emotions, right? The Emotional Mastery Podcast, but this really interesting dynamics. All right. Well, I got about 30 seconds in before I was interrupted, but I wanted to talk about the dynamics of emotions that I've been feeling. Um, so it's been this really, this intense like duality of emotions. I'll feel like so much sadness or like grieving a relationship or um, jealousy, right? I've, I've noticed recently these really ego emotions coming in. And then on the other side, I'm feeling this so lit up and so excited and just so like in love with my life. And it's these polar opposites of emotions, right? We have essentially all things coming from fear on one side and then all things coming from love on the other side. But what it's taught me, what I feel like the lesson has been, is to be able to witness those emotions, all of them, the the complete range of them. And really, I feel empowered in that sense of when I have been feeling like honestly, this morning and yesterday, I noticed myself feeling a lot of jealousy. And that is an emotion, that is a space that I used to live in. It was from my own insecurities. I felt like that anxious attachment, that anxiously attached side of me. I'm a fearful avoidant, but I tend to choose dismissive avoidance. And so it really brings out this anxious side of me. And so that's a space where I used to live in, right? It was like I had to like close that gap. I had to be the one to, you know, make all the effort. I had to be the one to reach out. I had to be the one to like always always be reaching for the other person and then always feeling like I never quite could like reach them. And it's a space that I'm really learning to not live in, right? And just kind of like come back to myself and just be like, if it's meant to be, it will be. I actually read, I started reading Pleiadian Principles for Living, which is beautiful. I'm going to read a quote from it. But one thing that they said that really helped me shift my perspective yesterday, last night I was in bed, is this idea that everyone is in my life for a very specific, perfect reason, right? They have perfectly come into my life and played out the part that I have set for them, right, to learn or God has set for them to learn whatever it is that I need to learn through them. And so I was feeling these very ego emotions today and yesterday, if this like jealousy and noticing where my mind is going. And instead of like playing into it and making it bigger and telling everybody about it, like all my friends and like talking about it, it's like, it was really interesting that I was just kind of witnessing it. And I was like, oh, that's like, that's my ego. My ego wants me to feel this way. My ego wants me to go back into the pattern that I used to go into. My ego, right? It was like coming back to this idea of like, this is just my ego. Like, I don't have to be living in this space. I don't have to be telling myself this story. I can let it go. And more importantly, it's allowing me to lean into those emotions because they're really uncomfortable. Like, we don't want to walk around feeling jealousy of like, like, ugh, you know, like, possession is what comes to me. I'm a Taurus, right? Taurus and Leo, uh, Leo moon, Leo rising Taurus sun. So like that possession kind of comes out where it's like, I want that person or, or that is mine or something like that. Right. 
very, very ego stuff. But yeah, instead of like falling into that, I was just like witnessing it. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like I'm feeling all these things um, and really being able to lean into it. Like I, I've cried a couple of times. I've just kind of like breathed into the space and allowed it to get bigger without without trying to control it or, or, or making a story out of it and just like living in that actual emotion and just cried, cried for like five minutes and, and, and it kind of passed a little bit. And I have really been called to so I used to, um, I was, I ha- if you've ever heard of the class by Taryn Toomey, it is absolutely beautiful. So I did it, I don't know when it was, like last year. And then I took a pause from it because I just started going to the gym and not doing more at home because I think I did it more when I was working out at home as opposed to the gym. And so I've just got this call again to to become part of that, the class. And it, I just forgot how absolutely beautiful it is because it is hard. It is a workout. It connects you with yourself. It's super feminine. It's super fluid. I feel like very feminine and like in love with my body as I'm going. The movement is just very, very, very feminine as opposed to like going to the gym and lifting weights and like, who like I need to, you know, have this like masculine idea of like what my body is going to look like. And instead, just allowing myself to move in this very gentle, different way that is challenging because I'm sore afterwards, right? So it's not like... it's just this beautiful thing. And also it really brings you into your body. Like you're constantly kind of putting your hands on your heart and your stomach and like moving through it. And so I just joined like two days ago, but it was just like a perfect time to be supportive of what I'm going through, of the emotions, this dynamics of emotions, this duality of emotions that I'm feeling. It's been a beautiful support in that, in allowing me to witness what's happening and coming back to myself and I almost like I have cried many times during the class, you know, as you're breathing into something or your 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 body is feeling challenged by, you know, whatever it is, burpees or mountain climbers or whatever it is, because they hold they do these body weight moves for a long time. And, you know, in the facilitator or the 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 trainer, the the coach, whoever it is on the screen that's talking to you, right, they will say like, you know, they'll bring in something that you're actually moving through, right? And, and, and empower you or inspire you to continue to go through to move through that thing. And so it was just like a really beautiful supportive practice that I found like coming back to. And I just got the ping to like rejoin that. And it just is a- absolutely perfect. And yeah, it's just also what's been coming up for me. So sober October is over. <laughs> I'm air quoting it. I gave up alcohol a little bit, like three days before October started, but I went sober October I feel incredible. Somebody the other day was like, oh, it's, you know, November um, on Wednesday. So tomorrow they're like, oh, you know, something about having a drink on Wednesday. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Um, apart from the fact that like I feel like and I will be completely honest, I have not been invited to go for a drink in all of October because I made it very clear that I was not drinking for the month of October. So being invited to drink, I did feel notice that I had that craving for wine because I do just genuinely enjoy wine. And I was thinking about it today too. I was listening to Aubrey Marcus podcast and, you know, he was talking about, um, you know, experiencing all these like spiritual things and also just being in the human and experiencing the pleasures and, and all that kind of stuff from life. And I absolutely agree with that, right? Like I, I mean, I've experienced, I've, done all the things right in my in my 20s and I've had a lot of fun with it and I've had a lot of fun with alcohol of course and there are times that it's just like it is fun right if you if you're with the right person with the right intention yeah it can be a lot of fun and I want to be able to enjoy those moments but not have it be a crutch not have it not have it like block my spiritual journey or because I I did notice that that's what was happening is like I would have a few drinks and I described it in a podcast a few weeks ago 
but it was just like I felt this like bubble around my aura where it's like I couldn't quite like get past it. And I've just noticed just being so deeply in tune with myself and yeah, and just like a really beautiful way. So I think I'm good for now. Like I'm I'm not going to swear it off because again, there's just, I don't know. I love, and I think what it is, it's not so much like the wine. I do love wine. I like the taste of it. I've, it's become such a, um, maybe it's a comfort thing, but since I can remember, I've just been, you know, wine with dinner and hanging out with friends and having a bottle of wine. It's just kind of like been this really social thing. And I want to be able to enjoy that without it being like, I'm going out to numb or I've had a tough day and let's go get some wine, um, which no judgment, no shame, because I've done that for so long and, and I get it, right? I, I get it. And we all do it in some way. And even if you look at like using spirituality, again, there's healthy versions and there's non-healthy versions and we can, it's really the intention behind it. So I do would love to get to a place and be able to accept an invitation to go have some wine when it feels like really great. And that's what I want instead of just being like, oh, it's Friday night, let's go have a drink of wine or, oh, it's Wednesday, I had a tough day at work. Let's go drink a bottle of wine, right? And just because I've noticed too, like my body over the last year, when I've like kind of really gotten more serious about wanting to give it up and knowing that it was in my my journey to give it up, my body just doesn't feel good anymore. Even with like one or two glasses, like I feel it the next day, I can't sleep. It's just, it does not feel that great. And so just really paying attention to myself. And again, like I said, I just feel, I feel great. I feel really good. I'm able to like focus my attention in in a correct way. I've really been kind of, because there have been no distractions, I've really been focusing on the podcast and on my coaching programs and on attachment theory and humans, like all these things like astrology that really let me up and been kind of like funneling my energy in there. And, you know, I have been working through something, through a situation I've talked about on here before. And I had an Akashic Records reading the other day, and it's just so beautiful when I have all these different readings with, you know, energy readers, Akashic Records readers, psychics or astrologers, like whatever it is. I just, I love that, honestly, the theme and the messages are so consistent throughout, like people who don't know me, right? And it's kind of like the same messages over and over. And so this person was like, you know, you have asked me a few questions and we'll see what the records have to say. And so I kind of just gave these like broad questions, um, I, you know, yeah, that's just kind of what was coming to my mind, you know, health, business, love, all, the, all those kind of things. But it was like saying that, um, you know, taking this energy now that, you know, whether it's whatever it is that I'm processing through, taking that and really funneling into like my business. Um, and again, like no distractions. I haven't really had like an urge to date where I feel like there are times where I just feel like so lonely. And then I, you know, and then that I'm hopping on the apps and trying to get dates for, for like a comfort thing to be with somebody. And like, yeah, obviously I'm still would love to have a partner in life and I know that's coming, but it's not urgent right now. I don't feel it in that. I don't want to say desperate way, but I don't feel the, and of course there are moments when I'm feeling lonely. Yeah, of course it happens, but I'm not feeling it in the way that I did before where it was almost, yeah, almost like this desperation of like, I have to have somebody to be able to call if I'm lonely or, you know, all those things. And yeah, when I was talking earlier about the whole like jealousy, envy, ego thing that was coming up, I did notice too, like probably because I'm not drinking, whereas before I would have talked to everybody about it. Then I would have had wine. Then I would have like reached out and text the person. And, you know, I don't, not saying that I use sex as a weapon, but like in situations like that where I'm feeling like an, uh, an element of jealousy or whatever, I would offer it up because then that made me feel wanted, but I was never really getting the thing that I wanted, right? Because it was like, in if you're handing that to somebody with no 
stipulations. Like, yes, that person like may know me and I hope that they're going to read my mind. But it's like if we're going through the same patterns over and over and not reaching any different um, outcomes, it's like something has to change. And so I've noticed like, yeah, as those things come up, I'm not doing the same things that I used to do before. Like I'm not um, using that to like get attention or whatever it is. And it's really empowering because, um, yeah, and I was reading something. I don't know what. I don't know where. Or listening to something or watching something, you know, but this idea of like, um, it might have been the Pleiadians book. I don't I don't remember. But, you know, I, I talk about in this episode a little bit about how I'm going – the last like two years I've been d- down this like deeply spiritual journey and then simultaneously on the other side as like bartender, it's getting like the dualities and the polarities, Right. And so it's like I go in and I witness all this drama and we can, we're human, right? We're always going to be part of it. I air quote that. I'm not sure if that's the right terminology, but we're always gonna be like part of it. We're always gonna be witness to it, but we don't have to become it. We don't have to like step in and like jump into the drama. And I think just this whole idea, this whole, um, yeah, just being able to, to be a witness to it all is just really beautiful. And it is because I am grounding in in meditation, in you know, yoga nidras, in journaling. I'm working through, you know, journaling, journaling practices with attachment theory tools, um, you know, rewiring uh, neural pathways through meditation and then journaling on it and working through specific triggers as they come up. So there's so many tools that I'm like pulling out. Meditation feels really important right now. I've said that all of our social media, if you've watched my posts um, in the last week, just like meditate. And if you're on the Mastery Mondays email, um, I would talked about meditation as well. And it just seems, it feels really important right now to, to meditate, to ground into yourself. So whether that's three to five minutes, that's really all you need. Three to five minutes every day, if you can, um, just to really come back to yourself, to ground into yourself, to come into your knowing. Um, yeah, it just feels really important as we're like kind of navigating this eclipse portal. And of course, there's light and there's shadow sides of everything, you know, depending, I think what needs to be seen is going to come up, right? Whatever needs to be processed through right now is going to come up, but it doesn't always have to be like all heavy and bad, quote unquote bad. Um, you know, a lot of people are feeling the lighter sides of it too. Like I said, I've, I've been feeling this polarity. I've been feeling this like sadness and grief and heaviness, but I've also been feeling this like deep excitement and like belief and faith in myself and beyond. And so it's just like a really beautiful thing. Um, Just quick to touch on the transits for this month. um, We are again in this eclipse portal right now. So November 8th is going to be the full moon. Um, Yeah, the full moon in Taurus. So back in May, we had the full moon in Scorpio. So we're having the opposite. So if you have a Taurus sun like me or any major Taurus um, aspects or, or planets in Taurus, um, you're probably going to feel it. So notice where Taurus, what house Taurus rules, what planets are in it. Um, because yeah, it is the full moon in Taurus and it is the lunar eclipse. This is the final kind of, um, bookend of the, the eclipse season. So just like these kind of themes are going to come up. I have this book that I love. Um, it's magic of eye and it's just, it's a calendar planner, but it's got all sorts of things. So their theme, their little um, reflection for the full moon is death is an illusion. I'm willing to see beyond in order to welcome new growth. And at the end of this um, episode, I kind of read something from the Bhagavad Gita and it was talking about death and, you know, how we're just like shedding the skin, but what what is within is not dying, right? It is just taking on a new coat. It's taking on a new skin. And so, um, you know, this eclipse was kind of like a portal. It's a, it's a door to something new. And if we can really lean into that, um, you know, like we can grieve what we're leaving behind and leave it behind and step into what's new um, for us. So we have um, 
on the 6th, this comes out on the 4th, but Venus, uh, square Saturn, Venus is all about, you know, beauty, love, um, material things, money, all that. And Saturn, of course, is restriction. Um, it is karma. Uh, so it's just going to add just a little bit of that, that, that a challenge to that specific energy. Um, we are in Scorpio season, but on the 15th, Venus goes into Sagittarius. Uh, the 17th, Mercury goes into Sagittarius. And then the 22nd, the sun goes into Sagittarius. Sagittarius is like the gypsy, the traveler. Um, Jupiter rules Sagittarius. So that's luck, abundance. It's fun. Um, it's light. And then Jupiter sta stations direct the day after the sun goes into Sagittarius. Jupiter is in Pisces, but Jupiter rules Sag. So it's just going to be this uh, shift of energy, right? It's like we're going through the depths of Scorpio to come out um, with this very different energy that is going to be Sagittarius. Um, and yeah, so just, you know, again, lean into what's coming in. Some people like thrive in the depths of Scorpio and some people find it very challenging. So whatever it is that you're experiencing, whatever it is that you're feeling, just lean into it. And this intro has become quite long. So I am going to leave it at that. Um, I'm really excited for next week's epi episode to come out. Um, but yeah, so I uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rochelle.Christian and Christian is Christian with an E. TikTok is the same and website is RochelleChristian.com. If you're interested in the new program, it's going to be like human design meets attachment theory. Um, it's very personalized. So we go through it and then we'll set like a little personal package for you depending on how long it's probably about like nine to 12 weeks. Um, but reach out to me, DM me, get me on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you like, and get on the email list. So Mastery Mondays, send on a newsletter every Monday. And my my goal is just to kind of inspire you, give you a little human design update for the week, a little astrology update for the week, and just kind of like whatever is coming through that I want, would like to share, um, just an inspiration and of course, an update on the podcast. So I thank you so much for listening. And until next week. I am briefly interrupting this episode to talk to you about Dame. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I am all about self-love, self-trust, getting to know yourself. And a huge part of that is not just getting to know your mind, but it's also getting to know your body, right? Dame products have really been, not only do they feel amazing, but just a company that I'm so behind. Dame is literally disrupting the sex industry and it is created by females for females created by vulvas for vulvas, right? And so it's all about pleasure, right? Understanding our bodies and how it works and their products are just incredible. They have been so kind to give all of you a 10% discount, the code EMOTIONAL10, E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L 10. And the link is also below in the show notes. You can click that link, get yourself 10% off on the air. The ARC has been my best friend for years. Um, it is good for all sorts of stimulation. You can use it with a partner. Um, just really great for a little date night out with yourself. But don't miss out on this. Get the emotional 10 discount today. I am so excited to have partnered with Seed Probiotics. We know this podcast is 
all about emotions and the state of our gut greatly influences the state of our emotions, our ability to self-regulate. And so it is so important to take care of our gut. It's like having a little mini universe inside of our body, right? When we have good bacteria, it's running efficiently. And when we have bad bacteria, things can get a little misaligned. So seed is incredible. I started taking them around November and within 48 hours, I noticed the difference. Seed has a double capsule. It's a pre and probiotic. So the prebiotic digests in your stomach and the probiotic actually goes to where it's supposed to go to be the most effective, which is your colon. The science behind this is incredible. You can geek out all about it. I honestly love, love, love this product. Like I said, I've been taking it for months. I noticed such a huge difference and I am so excited to be able to bring this to you. If you use the code EMOTIONAL, E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L, at checkout, you will get 15% off your first month of the daily symbiotic. That is code EMOTIONAL at checkout. Welcome back to another week, another episode I'm honestly exhausted tonight and I had no, no intention, no plans of coming and recording an episode, but the calling came and so here I am. So when I do solos, I rarely have a plan. I rarely know what I'm going to talk about. I typically just, you know, whatever theme has been coming up in my week is kind of what I come on here and talk about. And a lot of times I will get feedback from you guys that, you know, you're experiencing similar things. You know, I'm emotional authority. So in theory, I ride the wave of my emotions. I create emotions within myself and I'm not affected by the emotions of others. However, (laughs) I have feeling cognition and cognition in human design is sort of like your superpower. And so typically when you have an undefined or open emotional solar plexus, you take in and amplify the emotions of others. And so you feel it really intensely. And when I first learned about human design, everything about the undefined solar plexus resonated so strongly. So I was like, maybe my birth time is wrong, which it was, but it didn't change my um, emotional authority. Um, But yeah, I was really confused by that. But what happened was my birth time was wrong. So my cognition was actually um, inner vision, which also made sense because I'm pretty creative. I I, I can see a lot in my mind and, and that resonated. But when I found out my correct birth time, my cognition changed to feeling. And I was like, that is why I got it, right? Because feeling cognition literally allows you to tap into the energy around you. And so a lot of times, and of course, we're all intuitive, we can all tap into the the collective energy, right? Like, um, you know, whatever transits are going on, we're going to feel it, we're definitely going to feel it. But sometimes I find, and the more I'm practicing non-attachment, which is really hard because our mind and our ego wants to control things. We want to be attached. We are attached to things, right? We have this, um, you know, we want to do things for the reward, for the result, for the thing. And I find, again, with human design, so I'm a 6'3", is my profile, but that six line is the role model. And so within that, there's an element of like perfection in there where it's like if I'm going to be a role model, and I think we naturally kind of fall into that, um, but we don't actually become the role model until we're 50. But there is this this thing about wanting to be perceived as the role model throughout our lives. Like I've kind of always felt that way, not that I was walking around being like, I'm going to be a role model, but I never wanted to look like I was wrong or to look like I didn't know what I was doing, right? I wanted to be the one that people would come to for advice. And so, yeah, within that, 
I sometimes, you know, especially being on like a spiritual journey, and I think like so many of us, when we're on the spiritual journey, we want to be enlightened, right? We want to have it figured out. We want to be able to practice all the things, you know, the the non-attachment, ahimsa, like all these things, right? And even when I kill a fly, like my son, <laughs> I really, really try and practice that one for sure. Like I will, you know, put bugs in a cup and I put them outside. Um, but, you know, years and years and years ago, we had maggots in our our garage um in our trash can outside but it was like it was disgusting and so now whenever a fly i catch it in the house you know i try and give it a chance to like fly out but i'm you know i do i get them and but i always always apologize and my son is so funny like if i don't apologize or like i will be so upset like if i can't get it and then i end up like if I have to like put a book on it or something and I'm like, oh no. And my son's just like, mom, you didn't say you're sorry or mom, why are you so upset? Cause he's always the one that's witnessing it. <laughs> but, you know, I think we, we, when we're on this journey, it's like, you know, we read, I know I do read all the books. Uh, gosh, literally as I'm, as if you're watching this on YouTube, I rearrange. So I have like part of my bookshelf here. There's books there. There's books on my bed. I mean, it's, there's books behind me over here that are in my line. I have so many books. Like, I want to learn. I love to learn. It literally lights me up. And especially all things, you know, spirituality. I read about all different religions because I'd love to see the similarities in all of them, right? I mean, I've you know, that's kind of the way I perceive spirituality is, you know, we are all one. We are all mirrors for each other. And I was reading um, – I told the story on Instagram. And I have been wanting to read the Bhagavad Gita for – like years but something in me there was just this little voice that was just like when you're ready to read it somebody will gift it to you so don't don't read it i had someone specific in mind my ego attached it to somebody specific where i was like oh if that person gives it to me that's a big sign <laughs> but um so yeah i've been wanting to read it for the longest time and it comes up all the time all the time and i'm emotionally defined but I have an undefined root and I can be really impulsive, especially when it comes to purchases, Taurus Sun, Leo Moon, all the material things. And But just this book, I kept putting it off. I was like, nope, somebody's going to gift it to me. So I, I will be gifted this book when it's time. And so it has come up for me so many times in the last week, like so many times. And I was t- talking to somebody at work and they were talking talking about um their mom being a yoga instructor and anyway long story short so then the next so i typically don't get to go to yoga that much anymore so i have to find a way to practice at home which doesn't happen as often as i would like but i had a day off and so i went to yoga and after the yoga class i was just walking around the studio and they had this book they had it sitting there so i was like okay that's a sign and so then i asked her i was like are you are these for sale and so she was trying to contact the studio owner to find out if they were for sale so that i could buy it or not and then i was like well you know i've seen it enough times like maybe so i i went to the bookstore and i ended up buying cuz there are multiple different versions so I ended up buying two versions. So I was like, maybe because it's been shown to me so many times, like maybe I'm meant to buy it now. Um, and literally the next day I went to work and it was sort of like the universe was like, we told you to wait, but ha ha. Um, and so 
when I went to work, the when I was at the yoga studio and I saw the book and I was like, man, again, so I picked up the book and this little note, this little like card fell out and it said, I love you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, that, and that, that was the reason why I went to the bookstore because this little note fell out and I was just like, okay, like I hear you, I see you, I'm meant to be reading this book at this time. So I went to work and the girl that was talking about it had brought me the exact version of the book I saw in the yoga studio, which I could not find in the bookstore. So what I got in the bookstore was sort of like a Cliff Notes version. And then I got a different one, which is the Bhagavad Gita as it is. And But the one that she got me was the exact version I saw in the yoga studio. So I was like, okay, I meant to read this specific version. So I started reading it. But back to what I originally started this whole side note on was about religion. I, I find it so fascinating just to like read all the different kinds. I grew up Roman Catholic. i was raised in the Middle East. So I was around Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism. I visited Nepal, which was one of the most profound trips of my life. Like I was so drawn to the culture and religion that was there. And so I've always been really kind of like spirituality has always been a thing for me, but I just never had the words. I never knew that I could actually be it. I never knew I could believe in myself or trust myself or have that sort of a connection with God because of the way that I, you know, was taught in the church that, you know, you have to go to church to speak to God. You have to go through a priest to speak to God. And I just never really understood why I couldn't just do that myself. Um, But in the book, in the introduction, it's a pretty lengthy introduction, but it was talking about, you know, how Hindus have all sorts of different gods. And it's really the same one. It's really the same entity is the same energy is the same god however they are manifested in different versions or different human for or different forms for the individual to resonate with right so maybe somebody resonates more with krishna maybe somebody resonates more with kali um you know there's so many different ones and it's really the one that you are going to be called to but but at the end of the day, it is the same God. And so when I read about all sorts of religions, you know, when I read all sorts of religious texts and spiritual texts, that's the way I've always perceived it. You know, if you are Buddhist or if you are Christian or if you're Islam, like if you are devout, devoutly religious in that sense, and that is the religion that you are a part of, I've always believed that you are being called to that religion for that specific message in this lifetime. Like that's what's going to resonate with you. That's what's going to be your calling. And so it was really interesting to read that. But yeah, I've just, I feel like the messages have been so loud, so clear lately. There's been so many synchronicities, yet at the same time, so many, I don't know how I feel about the word test, but sort of like the universe is sending me these messages and then is like, okay, we're going to send you these messages integrate them, work on them, and we're going to make sure you're actually integrate, integrating them. Um, you know, I've really just been, I'm sort of honestly over my job right now, but I, um, yeah, so so I, I sometimes will get in these, I find myself, like today, I was in a fine mood. I show, showed up, I was in a great mood. Some little things happened to kind of like, eh, whatever, but okay, I'm going to stay centered. I even went to the bathroom, took a few deep breaths, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay centered. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing, like everything in time. And I just like found myself getting more and more frustrated. And I have that, you know, like, and I always, always, I'm like, 
I am no better than anyone else and no one else is any better than me. Like we are all the same at the end of the day. And, you know, I was having, I had a podcast interview and it's like, there are some people that I do interview that have a large following, right? And and sometimes I'll, I find myself like getting really nervous. Actually, when I interviewed Lindsay and Krista from Almost 30, I was so nervous. And I even said that as much, you know, I said that before the interview and they're, they were like, okay, let's just breathe. And <laughs> But, you know, when you have these conversations, we're all humans, right? We're all navigating this life. We're all going through it together. And, you know, you may have, you know, 500,000 followers. I may have 1,500. Um, but it's like, we're no different. We're still experiencing the same thing. So I always remind myself of that. When I get in that thing where like, I shouldn't be here, I should be doing this, or I should be whatever. It's like, no, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it's not to ignore the feelings that are coming up right? There's a specific thing that has been coming up where I'm like, is the message for me to use my voice and speak up? Or is the message for me to handle this with grace? And as I'm reading this book, it's just like so many lessons are coming through about this, you know, specifically like non-attachment, right? It's like going through life and, you know, showing up in a space and wanting to help people, not for the money, not for the reward, but literally just to help people. Like I say that, you know, I, I, I was so resistant to like actually praying for a long time because I think the word God holds a lot of weight. And, you know, if you have been raised in a religious environment and perhaps you have some sort of trauma from that, like it is really hard. And so it took me a long time to be like, I am sitting here praying to God. I'm having a conversation with God. So I always use the term like source, universe, spirits, guides, angels, and those are all there, right? But they're all fragments of the same being. And so I literally now I'm like every morning and every evening, even just like a 30 second prayer, like I will sit in prayer to God. And, you know, I just I, I always I'm just I find gratitude. That's where I always start, you know, because it's easy to it's <sighs> gratitude literally is the attitude, right? Like that's <laughs> that's the saying, but it, it's really true. Um, you know, if you're in a low or if you're confused, if you can find gratitude for where you're at, like find something to be grateful for. And there's always something to be grateful for. Even if we think that there isn't, you know, like I'm breathing, you know, I can be grateful for that. Um, every morning that I wake up, if I sit there and I'm not sure, okay, well, that was interruption number one. Um, but yeah, like if I wake up and I'm journaling and I can't find, can't find air quote, anything to be grateful for because you know i've i've really noticed the thoughts when i first wake up (laughs) it's usually something along you know like i'm so tired i wish i could just go back to bed because i am really i i struggle in the morning i struggle hard like i snooze i set my alarm to 5 30 and i snooze till 606 is when i finally drag myself out of bed but then of course like i had this conversation on the podcast that it's going to come out i think in april but but yeah it's like when i start my day like that you're starting your day like in shame and guilt. And so I'm really trying to rework my mornings and just get out of bed. Or if I do sleep, just enjoy it, right? Enjoy it or maybe put on a meditation in the background, um, just something. But and then I but I catch myself real quick now. Like when I have those thoughts, I'm so aware of my thoughts, which doesn't always change it, but I'm aware of it. And so when I wake up and I'm sitting there and I'm like brushing my teeth and I'm like complaining in my head about having to wake up so early, I can reframe and that's the first thing I think of is I'm awake. I'm here. I'm awake. I'm breathing. I'm present. It not only has gratitude gives me gratitude, but it connects me with my body too, right? It's like noticing how my body feels and then I sit and I journal and do all those things. And yeah, just just f- so finding that in 
every moment, right? In, in moments throughout the day when I'm going through work and I'm in a mood because I don't want to be there, um, I remind myself of that. It's like, no, I am exactly where I need to be, learning exactly what I need to be learning. And the lessons, and it's really interesting because I stopped drinking a month ago. And ever since I started bartending, which was like two, I don't know, two years ago, something like that. It's just, that was when my spirituality deepened. And it's such an interesting dynamic where I'm on this deeply spiritual path, giving up or reducing alcohol greatly. Now I've spent a month of no, of no drinking, but throughout the rest of that time, it was, I gave it up for three months and I was kind of like off and on trying to give it up. But it's like going through this deeply spiritual path in this environment that is pretty much polar opposite um, but it's it's incredible, you know, the people that you meet along the way, having those conversations. But yeah, there are moments where I feel slightly defeated, but it's in those moments when it's powerful to come back to these tools, right? To come back to the meditations, to come back to the moving your body, to come back to the affirmations, to come back to all the tools to rewire neural pathways, right? Just And, you know, that's what the book really talks about too. It's like, doing everything in service to it doesn't matter what it is right it doesn't matter that's what i try and say to myself i'm like if i'm here doing this like i'm going to do this to the best of my ability i'm going to do this with the best attitude i can no i don't always succeed literally today i was in a terrible mood and it was reflected because i knew i wasn't not that i'm ever unkind i've i've always feel like one of my best qualities is kindness because I, you know, i've always thought i never you never know what anybody else is going through and i also think that somebody if you are have experienced trauma or if you have experienced unkindness in your life it is always the people you know that show the most kindness to others because we know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of unkindness i don't even know what else word to use but but yeah i'm always giving people grace so yeah i'm it's not like i'm walking around like in a bad mood now some people see moods a little bit in just my responses but then <laughs> but then you know i was having a conversation also and if you are of course there's always a gentle way to deliver a message. You know, you may be frustrated in your mind. There's always a kind, gentle way to deliver the message. But also just being yourself and showing up as yourself, you are not responsible for somebody else's reaction to you, right? That's their insecurities, that's their wounding being triggered. We can have awareness of it um, and compassion for it, but it is also not on you to not be yourself because of somebody else, right? And so, yeah, there's just so many lessons, so many lessons that have been coming up lately. And again, it's just like it's synchronicities and lessons and the same messages that are coming over and over. I was having a conversation today and, you know, we were talking about spirituality and um, first I was listening to a podcast about it and then I was having a conversation about it and then I was editing my, this podcast to make a reel and I literally clicked on just the moment that it was talking about the same thing. But you know, like this idea that we are, you know, as spiritual beings coming into this way, it's like, it's so easy to follow like the rules and the laws that are set out by be it religion, the medical system. And a lot of us, you know, it, it is easy. It's like, oh, well, I have this ailment. Just tell me what to do. Tell me what to, how to fix it, right? And a lot of the times it is, you know, it's bandages. It's Band-Aids for the actual problem. But then, of course, we have, you know, fixes for those Band-Aids. And it just becomes this thing like piled on top of each other rather than actually coming inside and listening to ourselves, You know, we've been so conditioned out of listening to our intuition, so conditioned out of it. I mean, 
there's even still like I I feel like I'm connected to my intuition, but I, I don't always have it right. Like my ego still acts up and still has me questioning things and, st- and the, even in the things that I know, but coming back, finding the space where you know it's just you and God, source, universe, that space where you trust the messages that are coming through, finding that space because in times when you are paving your own way or, you know, rewriting your old beliefs, like you are going to fall into or or question or feel like you need to to fall in line and coming back to that, finding that space and coming back to it and creating it for yourself because you don't have to always do it in such an outward way. I feel like I do it very much like to myself. I have conversations, but there are still sometimes even on the podcast when I talk about like certain beliefs and I'm like, ooh, you know, like, should I say that? <laughs> but, you know, these are my beliefs, you know, and I try and always start that, you know, just take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. That's what I love about reading about all sorts of religions and 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 taking the pieces that deeply deeply resonate with me and making that my truth, right? My truth is my reality. It doesn't have to be anybody else's. The thing is I can respect your your reality and your perspective and part of this podcast I love having these conversations where it's like I don't always agree with everything anyone else other people say. And that's also really confronting sometimes because it's like if I have somebody that that contradict not contradicts but somebody that challenges me or vice versa. Um you know, there is that that little element of the people pleaser in me. And also the undefined ego plays in there too, right? Where it's like, I will take on their direction sometimes, but I've become so familiar with that little feeling inside of me that's like, this is not for you. You know, this is not your path. This is not your truth. And it's okay. It's okay to have different paths from somebody else. It's okay to have different truths from somebody else. Doesn't mean that they're wrong or I'm wrong. And so I think all of these messages that have been coming up, all of this like deep integration, deep shifting, it's like this year has been the year of like the self. I don't know. It's, it's I felt so much more myself, so much able to show up as myself, so many triggers also right like triggering my wounds that is really coming up to be seen so much working through that like in a way that I really never was able to before so it's been really beautiful in that way so much shedding shedding of relationships shedding of the old self integrating yeah it's been beautiful it's been it's been interesting and I feel like it's all coming to a head right now right it's like all these themes of this year are really coming up right now to be seen so, yeah, it's been really interesting. But I wanted to share um, something from the Bhagavad Gita. Um, oh gosh, there's so much I could share in here. But there's this one specific page that I like highlighted everything on, <laughs> because I think you know it's we what we want to avoid our lows and live in our highs, right? But the trick is we need to stay in this neutral state, state because the highs are going to pass and the lows are going to pass. It's all temporary, right? And so Krishna says in this book, um, he goes, those who are unaffected by these changes, who are the same in pleasure and pain, are truly wise and fit for immortality. Assert your strength and realize this. The body is mortal, but that which dwells in the body is immortal and immeasurable. 
As one abandons worn-out clothes and acquires new ones, so when the body is worn out, a new one is acquired by the self, who lives within. O mighty Arjuna, even if you believe the self to be subject to birth and death, you should not grieve. Death is inevitable for the living. Birth is inevitable for the dead. Since these are unavoidable, you should not sorrow. Every creature is unmanifested at first and then attains manifestation. When its end has come, it once again becomes unmanifested. Where, what is there to lament in this? And I just thought it was so beautiful. And, you know, I know Buddhists have a tradition where they, they face death, death every day or they think about their death every day. And I think as a culture on the West, we avoid every conversation about death, every thought about death. And yeah, it's scary, you know? I mean, um, you know, sometimes you think of like law, a law, law of attraction. It's like, oh, if I'm talking about it, though, am I going to manifest it? But death isn't inevitable, right? It, it is a guarantee if you've come into this life, if you are in this human form. And so accepting it and finding peace with it and knowing that I don't remember all my past lives. I've had one glimpse of a past life once <laughs> in a meditation. That, that's as far as I've gotten. I know some people remember multiple. Some people don't remember any. Um, and, you know, I think we are only meant to remember them when we can actually handle them because it's not all like pleasant. It's not all you know, things that are going to uplift us. And it's a lot. I mean, think about the things you've experienced in this life. But knowing that this is not the end of it, right? Um, We have that attachment to things. We have that attachment to people, to our children, to our parents, to our animals. And I know like when I think about that, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to see them again. Or they're never going to see me, whatever the case may be, right? But Yes, of course, like not in this physical life, but also it's all happening now, right? And so if we choose to re- come back into this specific life, we will, right? We're there's so many like so many different versions of us like in this physical body, this possibility of experiencing this that have come back multiple times. There's different layers of real I mean, there's just so much. And I feel like it's like you even like the things that I learn about or hear about, I'm like, man, never even knew that like existed, right? And it's like you kind of come into the space and then this whole new reality opens up for you. Um, but it's just, it's a, just a beautiful thing. And so I was having a conversation with somebody today too. And, uh, you know, I was kind of not expressing frustration, but I, I yeah, we we're just talking. And, and this person was just like, you know, Rochelle, the podcast, like, is doing its thing. It's out there. It's living. It's breathing. And people are listening to old episodes and people are listening to new episodes. And you know, if you just keep showing up and keep doing that, it's like it it is its own thing. And that was one of the most beautiful things. It was so helpful for me to hear today. And one of the most beautiful things that I when I first did the podcast Pro Accelerator program last year to really like launch this podcast, the one of the very first things we did was just this beautiful meditation with the energy of our podcast. And it was something I'd never done before. And it is true. Like this podcast is a living, breathing, energy in motion, emotional, right? Um, thing. And so, yeah, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this at whatever time, like whatever message you're meant to receive, you're receiving. And so the vibration, the frequency, it's all there. And yeah, so I will leave it at that. (laughs) This has been a 25 minute sort of rambling, but I just, again, I was just called to come and talk today. Sometimes happens where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to pull up the mic right now <laughs> because whatever is going on in here 
it's 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 you know, it's almost like therapeutic for me to be able to like use my voice and, and speak it out like this. And, you know, I really hope that the messages that come through me, it's like being a channel and whatever messages are coming through me are landing and are received and are impactful. Um, so I thank you so much for sticking with me and for listening to it all. I would love to know what has been coming up for you. If you've been feeling this collective energy, what's going on? Of course, you can always, always book sessions um, you can find me at Instagram at Rochelle.Christian, TikTok at Rochelle.Christian, and RochelleChristian.com. It's R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E. And yeah, let me know what you think. Let's chat. Let's have a conversation. If this episode resonates, share with a friend. Um, rate, review, subscribe, all the things truly, truly, truly helps. And I appreciate you so much. The new um, pack, the new sessions are the new program rather will be coming out very soon. So if you're interested in that, get on the email list. Uh, I'm going to send out an email mid month or so in November, just kind of like launching and in, in more details into that. It's literally a t- human design meets attachment style, and I'm meshing the two together, and I am so excited because attachment theory and the tools that have. I've learned in this system have been so impactful for myself and just talking about it with others. I see the excitement that others I'm responding to the excitement that I'm, that I'm getting from others. So I'm really excited for this program. So again, everything is in the show notes. I thank you so much. I love you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.